Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Unfiltered Coach Podcast. I'm Laura, and I'm here with Landon. And today, we are talking all about self-doubt. This is one that we haven't really dug into yet, and I'm actually surprised we haven't. But this is something that holds everyone back from success at one time or another in their careers. So I wanted to make sure that we gave some actionable steps today in how we have overcome self-doubt and continue to do so in an ongoing capacity. Because this isn't just something that disappears, right? Absolutely. You know, this is something that self-doubt is going to continue to reoccur. So we need to arm ourselves with strategies so that we can just make ourselves resilient to it. When it pops up, we are able to simply overcome it faster and faster. And just understanding that, you know, you can simply work through all of these things. Yeah, I think it's important for us to just give some substance to this before we dive into the strategies and explain how self-doubt has impacted you in the last three to four years or so. Because we've gone through some major changes in our careers and the direction of our business and everything that we went through with the gym and then transitioning online and then moving down to Arizona and hiring multiple business coaches and all of these things there was self-doubt associated with each step of the way, right? So what was one major standout moment for you that you can remember really doubting whether you were on the right path or not? You know, I've gone through a lot of transitions myself, and I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is self-doubt usually manifests itself as fear. Mm -hmm. You're afraid of something. And for me, it usually comes down to, you know, feeling like I'm good enough to actually be able to do things, you know, and I'm afraid of, you know, I don't know if it is, you know, probably just not being able to be successful with doing something. Yeah. And when we become fearful we can't the we are unable to to feel gratitude we're unable to feel joy yeah and for me personally it just paralyzes my productivity when i fall into that pattern yeah so there's a lot of things that i do personally that or allow me to kind of pull myself out of it. But, you know, it usually comes up in fear and it just completely paralyzes me from being able to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me as well, in some capacity, I think we handle this a little bit differently in terms of how how it paralyzes us. For me, it paralyzes my communication and my creativity. You know, when I'm doubting myself or I'm fearful of the direction that we're going or if I'm just not sure if something's really going to take me down the path I want to go down, um, I get exhausted and burned out. And I think that's just a part of my nature in terms of always giving, 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 giving to others. When it's time for me to give some time for myself, it's hard for me to do that. So my creativity just like screeches to a halt. Um, And this happened like, you know, transitioning out of the gym when I had to grow the online business so quickly um, in order for us to personally be okay when we closed the gym. That was huge. I really doubted whether I could do it or not. I did, you know, or when we decided to move down to Arizona, that was a massive change. And I knew for certain that it was the right choice, but there's still that self-doubt lingering around, okay, am I going to be just as successful down there as I am here? You know, things are going really well. Is it the right move to disrupt this? You know, so I think it really comes down to pivots for me in our business. Anytime that things were going well and then started to slow down, perhaps instead of viewing that as a time to doubt myself, it should have been an an alarm that went off for me to say, okay, a pivot's coming, like something new and exciting is around the corner. What's it going to be this time? 
right? Yeah, we need to control the frame of the situation and we need to be able to control our state. Yeah. You know, and this is something, obviously, the two of us have been really into a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. And he was talking about interviews he's done with like the top 1% of the top 1%. And one of the most common traits that they all had was the ability to control their state. So if they would sense themselves falling into either self-doubt or comparison or fearful, anytime that they would shift into somewhat of a negative mindset, they would lose a sales call, a deal would go wrong. Mm -hmm. They would be able to pull themselves back into a positive state very, very quickly so that they could continue to move forward successfully. And I think that is one of the things that I've been very, very focused on working on for myself is a lot of inner work to be able to control my state so that if I do sense myself falling into comparison or falling into, you know, wanting to go down a negative path, there's certain things that I do now where I'm able to simply switch myself back into a positive headspace and then just continue to move forward. Yeah. I think I really want to know what that is from your perspective, but that goes perfectly with my first tip. Um, so I'm going to tackle some inner mastery tips and we can riff on that. And then I know you have some outer strategies for people as well in terms of actually, you know, applying this to your business. So, um, my first tip was the stop strategy. You know, I've been using this a lot lately too. If you fall into a pattern of, Oh my God, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And look at that person. And and then you get into this, into this spiral. I just practice telling myself, Laura, stop. And then I tell myself something that's actually true, you know, or positive or something that I can control to reground myself because that kind of jolts me out of my storytelling and brings me back into reality. Is that something similar to what you've been doing lately? Yeah. So pretty much what I do is when I can shift myself going into um, a path of negativity. So just negative emotions, whatever they might be, I can sense you know, my body changing. And I, I tell people a lot that you can usually sense a change in your physiology when these negative emotions are coming on. Like, you know, you get a little bit tight in the chest, you get a little bit of a pit in your stomach, whatever it might be, your, uh, you know, your posture starts to change. I, I, in my, I, you know, in my head, I tell myself to stop and cause we need a pattern interrupt. So like in my head, I might scream stop just to kind of like, get a little bit of an interrupt and I just kind of like flood myself emotionally with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So I try and focus very, very, very strongly on something that I am extremely grateful for something that, you know, I am really happy about or something that makes me super happy, like picturing, you know, our honeymoon in Mexico, listening to like our favorite song. And it just brings a smile to my face. Cause like we said in, well, I guess we just, we're, we're, we're batching our podcast of the podcast we just did. <laughs> when we are feeling fear, we can't feel gratitude. Yeah. But when we're feeling gratitude, we can't feel fear. Right. So if I can shift my emotional state to gratitude and graciousness, I can overcome that fear that yeah. f- uh, feeling of fear. That's really, really powerful. I love that. I use that a lot with my nutrition clients actually, and it works really good. So some iteration of that, it could be gratitude. It could be an intention you set for the day. It could be visualizing something. It could be an affirmation. You know, it could just be, you know, telling yourself to stop and jumping up and singing your favorite song, like anything to shift you from a place of fear, negativity, 
self-doubt to a place of joy and happiness and, you know, positive positivity moving forward into your future. So love it. Um, that actually is perfect into my second point, which is meditation and visualization. And I know this is something we've both been really good about practicing daily for a while now is starting every morning with a meditation practice and a visualization practice. And, you know, for anybody who hasn't practiced meditation before or tried it, it's really just grounding yourself in your breath, you know, spending five to 10 minutes each morning with, you know, I like to meditate to ocean waves. I think you use something different, but I like to just sit there, listen to the ocean waves and focus on my breathing. And it helps me a lot to try and not control my breathing. When you focus on it, you instantly want to control it, right? But instead of becoming an observer of the breath, rather than trying to control, like breathing in as as much as you can and then exhaling as much as you can, that creates tension in your body, you know? And so I like to instead try and observe the little gap in your breath at the start and the finish. And that helps me just sort of calm myself down and bring myself into a place of peace and focus. Um, And then I spend about five minutes just visualizing my future, putting myself there and trying to make it each time I do this more and more and more crystal clear about what it feels like, what it looks like, who I'm with, what I'm doing, what my day looks like, who's around me, everything like that. And, you know, the more clear it can be, the more real it feels until one day you're kind of just living it, you know? Yeah, I agree. And we have very similar morning routines. Obviously, we're married and we do everything together. Um, So I'm very similar. I meditate for five minutes, just focusing on breath, just really trying to ground myself, slow myself down, get centered for the day. Then I transition into intentions and positive affirmations, which is literally just like a couple minutes of me telling myself that I'm a fucking badass (laughs) just to really get myself visualizing in a positive headspace. And then I take a few minutes and I visualize the future. I get hyper-focused on the number that I'm trying to hit my bank account. I get hyper-focused, sensory-rich on what I'm going to be able to do once we hit our goals, the life that we want to live, which we're we're more or less almost there with all of the things that we're trying to achieve. Yeah. You know, the the house on the beach that we're going to have, what it's going to feel like when the ocean air is going through my hair, that the little <laughs> bit of hair that's left. But it's, you know, the, it's those sorts of things that you need to do. But meditation is something that scares a lot of people. Yeah. And you need to understand that meditation is not going to be the same for everybody. It's just bringing you to the same outcome, which is just centering yourself, grounding yourself and bringing yourself to a positive headspace. Yeah. So that could be, you know, listening to uh, a guided meditation. It could be focusing on your breath. It could be, you know, doing some priming exercises or breathing exercises. It could be listening to a song on repeat that gets you into a very, very good headspace or mood. It's going to be different for everybody, but we should have some sort of meditative-like exercise that we're doing to set ourselves up Mm -hmm. for the day. Yeah, I mean, meditation can be so many different things. It could be yoga. It could be, you know, going for a walk in the morning by yourself when it's really, really quiet and just focusing on your breath there. It doesn't have to look one way. So being open to that is really, really important in the beginning. And I love love your intention every day. I am a badass. I am such a fucking badass. I, mine, and you can borrow mine if you want, but mine is is there's no, I am greater than any obstacle that I'm going to face. And I just tell myself that over and over and over again. And that really grounds me and affirms to me that anything that I'm about to face in my day, I have inside of me what I need to overcome it. So 
please take that if you if you need one and, and use it either of ours, but come up with your own and, and start practicing that. And I think my last one to overcoming self-doubt internally is getting really clear on your mission and truly believing in yourself. And that's like a, a tall order. I, I recognize that, you know, just saying, I'm just going to start believing in myself. Cool. Like, how do I do that? Right. And I think it's different for everyone, but truly, truly, I started really believing in myself when I got very clear around why I was doing what I was doing and how that was going to change my life for the better. And then as soon as I was clear around that and I felt aligned with that and I started to feel happy in my daily life because I was doing things every day that made me feel that way, belief kind of just came with it. You know, it kind of just became a part of my daily equation. And it was easy for me to embody that when I was when I was in a place where I did feel aligned. You know, what about for you? What do you think about that? I agree completely. I think just really getting clear on everything is one of the biggest ways to overcome self-doubt, doing inner work, reflection, all of those sorts of things. You need to take that time when you're feeling that uncertainty within your life, you got to get clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, the inner the inner mastery strategies are are far reaching. You know, there's so many of them, and so if these don't hit home for you, please just reach out and we can chat and we can get you set on the right path in terms of overcoming your own self doubt and what's really holding you back. I think the one thing that we didn't mention is really just trying to understand it. You know, don't run from it. Self-doubt is not negative unless you give that meaning to it. Self-doubt is just a sign that maybe maybe something's not aligned or maybe you need more clarity on something or maybe, you know, you don't believe in yourself now, but there's a reason for that. You know, maybe you don't actually believe in the mission that you've set out to achieve. Maybe you need to change that. And that's the problem. It's not you. It's what you're doing day to day. So, you know, that self-doubt, it's really rooted in a bunch of different things. And just approaching it from a place of discovery and curiosity is a really good place to start. Yeah. Everything that you identify as a problem is simply just an unanswered question. Yeah. So if you are feeling self-doubt or you that you are classifying that as a problem you have, like I just don't feel confident in myself, you need to ask yourself, what is the question you're trying to answer? Mm-hmm. And then go and seek the answer to it. Mm-hmm. There might be other questions that pop up all throughout that exploration, but a problem is simply just an unanswered question. And by finding the answer to that question, you'll be able to move forward. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you're going to talk about some outer strategies that you've come up with to overcome this. Absolutely. And I I like that we're, you know, when talking about self-doubt, we could keep it very motivational. And I think providing people strategies, obviously, I'm the tactical person, so I like providing (laughs) people strategies. So like I was saying before, when we are feeling something like self-doubt, it's coming from fear and uncertainty with what we're doing. So the best thing that I can do to overcome self-doubt and recommend to people is to gain as much certainty and clarity around what you're doing as you can. And one of the biggest things that If you are doubting anything, I want you to find certainty in the ability to figure something out. You don't have to have all of the answers. And so many new coaches coming into the space doubt themselves because they feel like they might not have the answer to something. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. You're not going to have all of the answers. You need to take action and understand that the definition of an expert is simply someone who knows more than the person asking the question. Mm-hmm. If you are a nutrition coach or a trainer, the people coming to see you are seeking your help. 
You're not going to have all of the answers, but you know more than they do. And you can guide them on this journey. So take you know, pleasure in the fact that you know that you can help them get where they're going mm -hmm. because you know more about it than they do. You're able to guide them on this journey. And when you don't know something, simply have the confidence to say, I am confident that I can get the answer to this question. And if your purpose and your passion is to serve others, you will be able to find that answer to that question for them. Yeah, totally agree with that. I think, I mean, the confidence to figure it out that is, you know, confidence as a whole, you know, confidence is just such a broadly used term now, but truly it's just knowing and believing in yourself, you know, and you are where you are for a reason and you're, you're smart, you know, you went through the certifications and, and you, you got all of that and you've started your business. And so maybe even to expand on that, you know, up till this point, you've figured it out. You know, like use that as evidence that you know how to figure things out. You're a smart person. You can get where you need to go. You're not knowing right now doesn't mean that you should doubt yourself. It's just ammunition to know that, you know, where you're going is going to require growth in a new way. And that's okay because you've grown up till this point. Exactly. Like if you're, you didn't know how to lose weight or build muscle, but you figured it out. You didn't know how to squat, but you figured it out. Maybe it required some reading or some YouTube videos or hiring a coach or a mentor to teach you, but you figured it out. Yeah. And that is how you're going to continue to grow. Yeah. So the number one tactic or outer strategy that you need to know is you just need to take action and understand that when something comes up, you don't have the answer to you have the ability and the resources to figure it out. Yeah. And two, just one more thing on that is something that really helps me is to ask myself the question of what would my future self do in this situation? You know, cause the person I'm becoming is not someone who doubts myself. The person I'm becoming is someone who knows what to do. So if I don't know the answer to something, where am I going to look? Am I going to freak out and doubt myself and just paralyze myself and stop everything because I don't know something? No, I'm going to use my resources and I'm going to use my connections and I'm going to figure it out so that I can move forward. Like that's what future Laura would do. So that's what I'm going to step into. And when you start stepping into that person, you start becoming her or him way faster than if you just like allow this self-doubt to fester and hold you back, right? Yeah. So the we're going to transition into the strategy number two, which is going to be reverse engineering everything. Mm -hmm. So, so much when you're getting started, we don't know what that first step is going to be. We have, we're suffering from self-doubt and we just don't know what to do next. So we need to break it down to its simplest form. So we need to start from the macro scale, reverse engineer it down to what do you need to do today? Mm-hmm. What do you need to do this week? What do you need to do on Monday? What do you need to do on Tuesday? Because if you can figure out what that next step is, that's the only thing you need to worry about right now. Yeah. If you take that next step, then you have that next step in front of you. You yeah. can get a sense of accomplishment, get a hit of dopamine, check that off the list, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. So overcoming that, reverse engineer, break things down and distill it down to its simplest form so you have a clear action step in front of you to take and then take that and then continue to move forward from there. Yeah. And making sure that you're celebrating those little steps, you know, making sure that you're praising yourself and recognizing them. Cause I think too often, and I know we're both guilty of this. You just, you act without praise or celebration because it's just expected of you. And then you get stuck in this other spiral of I'm not doing enough. Right. And that goes hand in hand. That's like self-doubt's little sister. 
you know what I mean? Like she's kind of like pokes self-doubt and, and pushes it and prods it until it like be, it explodes, you know? So making sure that you're not fueling self-doubt through feeling like you're never accomplishing enough and really praising yourself for those little steps that you are taking. Yeah. So, and I think that the, the third strategy I want to leave you with is once you've kind of gone through the inner things and you're kind of ready to roll, we need to take ruthless action. It is the only way we are going to move forward is by doing. Mm -hmm. And self-doubt is typically going to stop you from taking action. So we need to be working on these things. We need to be simplifying things, doing our inner work so that we can overcome these, these feelings. We need to be you know, figuring out what that next step is. But we need to start to structure our ability to take action. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's easy to do is start to actually like hack your success and your progress by scheduling the stuff into your schedule. Mm -hmm. So creating a time block so that you have this time where you know you need to focus and take action. And then a big part of that is taking the things that you're using as procrastination and scheduling them, scheduling them in later in the day. Mm -hmm. So things like checking your emails, you know, mindlessly or doing what we're classifying as research when it's really just reading blogs or scrolling mm -hmm. through social media. Yeah. Schedule that in later in the day so you're still doing it, but you're going to provide yourself that block of time in the morning to actually start to take action and do it. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. I think too, on the flip side of that is when you're in motion, there's no space for doubt. You know, when you're constantly moving and working and taking the messy action we spoke about, you know, you don't have time to doubt yourself. You're busy, you know, so making sure that you are being, being diligent about your time. And if you missed the podcast earlier this week, we were talking about your first steps, you know, so if you don't know what you should be doing with your time, go back and listen to that one because we give you exactly what you should be doing, especially in the beginning if you're a new coach. Yeah. And just to add to that, I think one of the most successful things you can do is coming to the realization that when you focus on doing less, you can propel yourself forward and do more. So we need to focus on we don't need to do it all. We don't need to do it all right now. Focus yeah. on what you need to do right now, that one thing, and then push everything else to the side right now. Get that focus, take that messy action, and move yourself forward. Yeah, totally agree. I think that's really important too, for sure. Making it simple and making it not overwhelming, right? It doesn't have to be. You know, if you take that one step today, you win. Yeah, I agree. And then just like we said, it, it all comes full circle. If you're taking that that messy action, you're celebrating those wins, that celebration and the completing those tasks is creating that positive headspace, that gratitude. You're being grateful that you completed those tasks. And when we continue to scaffold all these little wins on each other, we're overcoming our ability to shift into that negative mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. So we have a new group or a new community that we just started for action takers. Cause we are talking to a lot of people in the community, um, online, on Instagram, on Facebook. And we decided that we wanted a place where people who were ready to take action on these things could get more information like this. That's exclusive to that community. 
So if you are looking for a free place to gain more actionable advice like this, um, please hit us up. The community is momentumlab.community. You can request to join there. And we just have a few questions for you to make sure that you're a right fit and we'll accept you in and we can start taking action together. Absolutely. And if, if this stuff is resonating with you and you want to learn more, you got to join because we're, we're teaching on these topics. We're answering people's questions for you know how to overcome these things every single day and we're using a lot of the questions we get from the community to be driving the stuff that we're actually putting on the podcast because we want to make sure it's actionable for people yeah a hundred percent so we would love to get your application through we cannot wait to meet you and help you put some of this into action until next time lauren landon out.